Hey guys, welcome to Late Night Live. I am Mike. It is Thursday night. I know it's a little bit earlier. We figured, you know what, we can start doing this a little bit earlier. That way you guys aren't up at 10 o'clock on Facebook. Who needs to be up at 10 o'clock on Facebook, right? Um, tonight, and you probably noticed in the description, I said something a little bit different. I was going to talk about James 3. Normally, we cover constitutional issues, we cover social issues, we cover cultural issues. But tonight, I wanted to do something different because I don't know about you guys, but I am just exhausted with news. I'm exhausted with what's going on. It's, it's just a constant hyped level of news and issue. And, and if it's not coronavirus, it's racism. If it's not racism, it's China. If it's not China, it's Trump, right? So I wanted to get away from all that just for a night. I wanted us to just relax. I wanted us to get back to what really matters, right? That's scripture. Um, and it's not that we're changing our format or anything like that. I just... I wanted to take a night to just cover some scripture, and this was something that I was thinking a lot about. And it actually does pertain to what's going on around us. Um, you'll notice it's James 3, and if you aren't familiar with James 3, you're kind of in store for something. If you are familiar with it, uh, the title makes a lot of sense, Choose Your Words Wisely. So I'm going to read this, and I'm going to read the whole section, and then I'm going to cover a little bit of what I want to talk about with this. It's going to be only a couple minutes, um, but I think this will be encouraging for you. It'll be a good reminder. It's something I'm going to be covering with my young adults uh, next week anyways. So let me get into this. Chapter 3, if you want to follow along, if you've got a Bible, if you've got your phone, if you want to quick pull it up, it's James chapter 3. It says, Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put the bits into the horses' mouths so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are great and are driven by strong winds, are still directed by a very small rudder whenever the inclination of the pilot desires. So also, the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts great things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. For every species of beasts and birds of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the tongue is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, with it we curse men, who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives, or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. Okay, so I read through that. I know there's a little bit of, of reading. Um, but there's something that I want to I want to point out on this. So the first part that he talks about is he's talking about something so small can direct everything. You notice he talks about just putting the bit in the horse's mouth. 
so that they obey us, we can direct the entire body. It's that small little piece that moves the entire body. And just like that, ships also, they're driven by strong winds, but they're still directed by a small rudder, whenever the inclination of the pilot desires, right? This is the biggest part to me. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire. The very world of iniquity, right? That idea of iniquity is perversity or wickedness within the heart, right? The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life. And this is where I wanted to get into that idea of the tongue. So the tongue is a fire. The tongue can set on fire the entire course of a life. It can destroy a life, it can destroy a process, it can destroy a culture. Too often, we don't treat our words with the respect that they deserve. We tend to look at our words as something with uh, almost a, a just ease of use. You throw them out there and, and they fall into the ether and it doesn't really matter. now. At our church, we speak about the authority that your words can have, right? Out of the excess of the heart flows the tongue, um, so the mouth speaks. So when you speak authority, when you speak words, right? So the word is the logos. Christ is the word. He is the logos. He is the truth. He is the embodiment of the word, right? Why do we use that idea of word? Because word is speaking into reality. God spoke creation into reality. It didn't say that he fashioned with his hands in Genesis. It says he spoke it. So the word has a power of creation behind it. It has a power of authority. And when the tongue speaks, the tongue can do damage or it can do healing. We have to treat our tongues with much more honor and um, sacredness of what flows out of our mouths because too often we oh I can you know like like James says I can bless the Lord on Sunday and then curse my fellow man on Monday the problem is you're you're uh, conflicted your intention then you're contradicting and and what you're doing is you're creating fires while still trying to create blessing at the same time and the reason James talk about it can set on fire the course of our whole life is it can be this small and it could be one word and it could completely change your life. Think about what's going on with Twitter right now. What's going on online on social media. One thing you say 20 years ago can destroy your life. You can lose a job. You can lose family members. You can lose friends. You can lose everything for something you said 20 years ago, right? Because we treat our words with a, a shrug of the shoulders. So the reason I wanted to cover this is we, we're seeing a lot of words being thrown around and people aren't understanding the gravity of the words that they use. You know, we see things today in, in terms of the whole racial thing where people are just throwing and spouting words out and guess what? It's out of the overflow of their heart. A lot of times it's the bitterness and the anger and the, the vitriol and the confusion that flows out through the tongue. But it doesn't just stop there. It starts creating fires. It starts creating energy to go one direction or go the other. 
So when you have words that are coming out from your heart, you have to understand where's your heart at? Where's the iniquity of your heart? Is your heart right? Because if your heart's right, the words you speak will, will be right. If the heart's wrong, if the iniquity is there in the heart, the words will be wrong. The words will create fire and chaos, and, and you can destroy things with your words. You can destroy the entire direction of your life. And words, it's a realistic, reasonable idea. But I do believe there's metaphysical to it when we get back to the idea of Christ, the Logos and the, and the Rhema, which Rhema is an an active present word spoken um, or truth spoken whereas logos is like a foundational um, informational truth uh, logos and rhema when those are spoken right there's a a spiritual authority that is spoken with the word spoken look let me use an example for you and this example is is realistic in real life and it can also be in a spiritual sense too I want you to think about, if I come up to you every day and I say, you're stupid, you're stupid, man, you're stupid, man, you are so stupid, do you not understand how stupid you are? And I tell you this every day, day after day after day after day, what do you start to believe? Especially if you're young, you a four-year-old, five-year-old, and I'm telling you this, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. What do you start to believe? And if you somehow get past that without internalizing that idea to the nth degree, it is still going to cause chaos and destruction within your life. We're doing this to each other and we're doing this to our own communities. We're, we're speaking out these truths which are, are really just destructive, venomous lies to ourselves and to others. And then we wonder why there's so much damage further down the road. We have to be careful about the words we speak. That's why scripture is so useful. It's useful for edifying. It's useful for correction, teaching, encouragement, right? Scripture is there to be spoken because it's truth. And when you speak it, the people say, hold on to the promises, speak the promises of God. Why is that? Because you're speaking them into authority. You're speaking these things into truth, into existence. They're truth that you're setting yourself behind and you're, you're putting in support of because you're speaking it out, right? Now, that doesn't mean if you speak it and it's against God's will that it's going to happen. But more and more, when you become in line with God's will, you will speak what God's will is, right? That's why in the name of Christ, it's, it's not just the name of Jesus that's the power. In the name of Christ means in his will, in the line of the will of Christ, your words are useful. They're powerful. They, they can change entire cultures. They can change in the world, right? Martin Luther King's speech, I have a dream. They are words that one man spoke on one day, yet they, they've completely changed a discussion. Now, is the discussion going wayward right now? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean the words aren't true. Right? The words Jesus spoke 2,000 years ago completely changed the world. He did it with 12 men, 12 men whose words they spoke and put out, right? His words, the 12's words, fashion and change reality. 
That's why your voice is important. And I'm not giving you this voice important because it's just some hoorah cliche thing. It's your voice actually matters in terms of how you use your words. When you speak, be very careful what you speak. That's why scripture is so important. It teaches you what to speak. It puts in your heart the right things to speak. So that way you're speaking with authority the right things, the blessings, right? Not just blessings for yourself or blessings for others, but blessings of the kingdom of God on earth. That tongue. And, and one of the things that I've thought about a lot with this is, especially in my own life, the, the danger of doing public speaking. And when you public speak, you have those times where you say something that you regret, something that didn't come out right, you have a mistake, right? And a person who teaches, right? James talks about teachers. Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such, we will incur a stricter judgment. A teacher has to be careful. We've got to be careful about the words we say because guess what? Stricter judgment, right? Your words are significant. You will account for every word that you use. So I say this as an encouragement to you. I know it doesn't sound like it, but it is an encouragement of now is the time to really seek the Lord on Lord. How are my words being used? What am I using them for? How are they conveying myself? And guess what? Facebook counts. Social media counts. Using the phone counts. Gossiping counts. Backstabbing counts. Strife, division. What are your words doing in your world? Are your words, words building up and edifying and challenging in a good way? Are your words supporting? Are your words giving truth with grace? Or are your words creating convenience for yourself? Are your words creating a hopeful advantage for the immediate future? Are your words creating a protection over pains and hurts that you feel? And so therefore you slather on the words on top of it to make yourself feel better, a lot of times at the expense of somebody else. Our backbiting, our stabbing, our division, our strife, it's our words. But it's our heart that is producing the words. So you can actually reverse engineer. Take your words. Decide. This is, this is what I like to say. You get to know somebody by what they say. So if you ever want to know somebody, just let them talk. Let them really talk. And you'll start to know who they are. And you'll know yourself, too. If you really start listening to your words and how you talk and how you communicate with other people, reverse engineer it. What are the majority of my words? What do I say to people? How do I talk about other people? And bring that back, and, and you'll start to discover what's in your heart. And that's convicting for me, too. I, I, I'm a bit of a guy that I like knowing what I know. And if I know what I know, hey, other people better know what I know. Otherwise, they're wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a great thing, but so I can get a little boisterous on what I know. I've got to be careful about that because guess what? I don't know everything and I can create division very easily for that. Uh, so take this, study James 3, ask the Lord to really show you your heart. Where's my heart, Lord? What's the truth of my heart? And just listen. 
listen for the Holy Spirit through, through the next couple of days after you pray this. He'll start showing you your heart because you'll get thrown in situations where you'll, you'll have the opportunity to use your tongue the way you normally do. And you'll start to see, boy, am I using my tongue for good or for bad? What's my heart really producing? Elizabeth, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we have to continue to pray for ourselves and our culture, guys. Pray for us, for, for the words we use as a culture towards each other. You can still speak truth, yet speak in love. And so with that, I, I want to just encourage you guys, don't take the bait either on social media. Don't give in. Don't lose your cool. Don't create a danger of your testimony. Use your words in a strong, powerful, positive way. No, I'm not saying just positivity reigns supreme. What I'm saying is positive way in the sense of giving truth. Giving, giving truth in a Christ way. So with that being said, I love you guys so much. I hope this helped. I hope this edified. I hope my words were useful and significant to you. Um, this is something that I'm going to be contemplating for a long while. I hope you are too. So with that being said, I love you guys so much. I hope you have a great night. Take care. All right.